I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Declan. And I'm Ned. And this time, we're opening the time capsule to bring you our thoughts on films that have long since been forgotten. Although I don't think you've ever forgotten this oh, film. Oh, I forget this one. Left to gather dust as the world of cinema races forward. In this time capsule episode, we'll be talking about the Ardman classic, Chicken Run. Remember, there will be spoilers throughout, so as always, do proceed with caution. Uh, before we dive in... Do you want to give us a little synopsis? Yeah, I also just want to mention that every time you say the word chicken, I just think it's really adorable. <laughs> I think it's your accent because you say chicken. Chicken? Instead of chicken. It's not chicken, no, it's chicken. Well, lots of other people say chicken, but you say chicken. Chickens! Chicken, <laughs> and it's really cute. Oh, thanks. Um, yes, I'll go with the plot. <clears throat> Ginger is a chicken. Chicken. A chicken who longs for a life beyond the fence. Cooped up on a farm with all the others, it seems they've tried everything to break free. When Mrs. Tweedy finds a way to make more money, the chickens find themselves in a life or death race against time. I like it. Good, isn't it? Now, I would like to preface, like, I have watched Chicken Run a few times. Right. And... I know a little bit about it and I always enjoyed it as a kid. But what I would like to say and what I would like to tell the listeners is that I did not realise quite how much you love Chicken Run and also didn't realise how you were able to quote it. Not just like now and again, pretty much, I would say... 80% 80% I could line li- for I line. think I could quite convincingly lip sync my way through majority of the film. So why has it got such a place in your heart? Is it because it's set in Yorkshire to start with? Well, that's possibly the reason that it ended up in our video collection. Mm. Um, but I always remember watching it a lot of my grandparents growing up. Because um, before my oldest younger brother was born oldest younger brother yeah because i'm the oldest but i have two two younger brothers before they were born both my parents were shift workers so i spent a lot of time at my grandparents house and chicken run was one of the videos um it's weird isn't it that oh no that's a lie that doesn't add up on the timeline because it wasn't released till 2000 and louis was already two by then scratch that but basically when grandma and granddad looked after us chicken run was there I was going to say, there's a real thing about when you grew up. Like, what videos did, did your grandparents have in the in the ca- yeah. cabinet? And that is, like, yeah. the films that you absolutely know. Yeah. And so many of ours, when me and my brother were, were like, the, some of the Disney classics. Yeah. But, like, 
it's really interesting when you hear about when when you ask people what's your kind of Disney films. Sometimes mine are a bit different to others, and it all tends to be dependent on what what video. I know. We're like we never had the Little Mermaid, which is weird because that was like kind of one of the films of the era that we grew up in. And that was the first film I saw at the cinema. Exactly, but we never had it, so it was always a bit of a mm. an omission of mine. Oh. But Lion King, Jungle Book, and Tarzan, yeah. Hercules, yeah, they were. All yes. there. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'd also forgotten how this is kind of like totally based on The Great Escape, obviously. Oh, yeah. But like even the music. Because uh, obviously I'd grown up on this film. When I first saw The Great Escape, as I was watching it, I was remembering Chicken Run. So um, it was giving it quite an interesting flavour, I think, because Great Escape is a fantastic film and a really, really good story. Um, and I think it added a bit of richness to my love for Chicken Run. Yes. Yes. I agree. Do you have anything you want to start with or discuss? I mean, to be honest, I love it this much. My notes are kind of a grouping of my favourite jokes and lines, (laughs) (laughs) a grouping of my favourite characters... Um, just some fun other little features that I like. And then I thought it might be worth talking about like the production value as well because it is all stop frame animation. Stop motion animation. Claymation, as it's Claymation. also called when it's Play-Doh. But that is one thing, talking about dialogue. I had I knew there was always quips in it, but I had forgot just quite how funny some of the dialogue yeah. is. And it is... It is your sense of humour to yeah. a T. Oh, definitely. But do you, should we think, talk dialogue you know, then? Arguably... It might have shaped my sense of humour. Yeah. Because it's got to have come from somewhere, hasn't yeah. it? Um, Silly. One of my fave lines, my fave favourite memory that I attached to Chicken Run, I think it was just me and Louie and Grandad quoted it at us and he kind of almost misquoted the line <laughs> and it was really, really funny. You know when Mr Tweedy goes, no, chicken escapes from Tweedy's farm <laughs> and it's really funny. <laughs> Well, I forgot the accent that you can do as well. My granddad <laughs> went, no chickens escaped from Tweedy's chicken farm. And me and Louie pissed. <laughs> like, we were, it was so funny. We were obviously very young, but I still remember it. And I think we often tease granddad about it. Which Aww. is adorable. Um, but there's so many corkers in this. Oh, I know. I don't like... really want to do accents. Why? Because I'm not have very a go. good at have it. A go. No, all my life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> it was really boring. <laughs> I mean, Babs is like that. Oh, but Babs even is an icon. Like, all of it, even what the two rats called Nick and Fetcher. Yeah, they're quite. Even funny their at names times. are funny because they they like thieve things, and Nick and Fetch are both thieving words. <laughs> I don't want to be a pie. I don't <laughs> like gravy. Um, any favourites of yours? Uh, oh, I can't even. Um, <laughs> when Rocky introduces himself um, and he reveals that his name is Rocky Rhodes. That's funny. Well, yeah. It's like Rocky Road. <sighs> You've made me freeze now. I can't think of any. The chickens are revolting. Oh. Finally, something we agree on. <laughs> Finally, something we agree on. Um, um, 
I we were shocked by a, a line of dialogue, and we did hear it correct when Fowler says, "Pushy Americans always showing up late for every war, overpaid, oversexed, and over here." I was yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> where did that come from?" Oh. Um, oh, Fowler's funny. Yeah, he's like grumpy old man, veteran from whatever war, which in itself is really funny. But I think you just kind of go with it because they're on a chicken farm, and it's not like a chicken farm where humans don't exist. It's a human world chicken farm, and he's got all of these stories from the war. Um, <laughs> and then when it kind of gets to the climax and they're like building this plane to get out, um, and everyone expects Fowler to fly it, and he's like, what do you mean fly the plane? I'm a chicken. That oh, was weird, because so obviously the, the chickens are anthropomorphs. Anthro- Anthropomorphized. In this film, and then all of a sudden it's like, DJ scratch moment in there, and it's like, I can't, I'm a chicken. <laughs> I'm a chicken. <laughs> but you haven't acted like a chicken the full fit. Well, they have, but obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But I like when Ginger keeps getting put in solitary confinement at the start for being a naughty little escaping chicken. Oh, that's chicken. one of my favourite of Do you Babs's know what it lines. is then? Go on then. Um, Ginger comes back from solitary confinement, and Bab says, Did you have a nice holiday? And she goes, I wasn't on holiday, Babs. I was in solitary confinement. <laughs> and Babs says, oh, it's nice to get a bit of time to yourself, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so oh, silly. It's really funny. Oh, and when Bunty, after the big reveal, oh my God, we're going all over the place with this, but the big reveal, when it turns out that... Um, it can't fly. Rocky can't fly. <laughs> and, and Bunty's like... Mm, he's always been, what, what's her line you had it written down earlier I'm not even sure he was really American or something like that oh yeah hang on um, I knew he was a liar or something it's like I always knew he was a liar I'm not even sure I knew he was fake all along yeah. in fact I'm not even certain he was an American uh, <laughs> oh, I think so Bunty's my favourite you know yeah who voices it is it Imelda Staunton Yes. And who voices Babs? Uh, oh, what's her name? Babs is... She's blonde. Bunty is Imelda Staunton. Yeah. Babs is Jane Horrocks. Jane Horrocks. So, have you ever seen Trollied? Mm, no. Oh, that's funny. If anyone is familiar with the Netflix sitcom Superstore, Trollied precedes it and is British and way funnier. Um... It's just a sitcom set in a supermarket, but Jane Horrocks is really funny in it. I don't recognise a name from anything. You'd recognise a face. Is she a voice actor primarily or not? Mm, I don't think I'd say primarily, but you definitely recognise a face, I would have thought. Unless you Google her now and, and don't, then scratch that. I do like that both the voice actors for Babs and Bunty are coming back for the sequel because there's quite a bit of voice changes going on with the second one that's coming out next month. Well, I mean, it has been 23 years. Well, I know, but... And Mac as well. Um, the Scottish assistant. I feel like Mac is queer-coded. Oh, shall we get to that with the gay dad later? Maybe we shall, but I always liked Mac. You know, like, growing up in the world that we did when things were very much boys things or girls things mm. and there was not really any room for flexibility or malleability in any of that i always thought mac was a boy 
until I got a bit well, older. Well, actually, just looking at who played them, that wouldn't make sense. It, it's, it's a woman. What? Max character. Mac is a woman. Yeah, but I thought it was a boy as well. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because there's only one rooster in the chicken farm and it's Fowler. My God, have we got a non-binary chicken? Well, not necessarily. Don't know. <laughs> they do use pronouns in it and it's it's a she-her type situation in the in the chicken farm, I think. Um, <laughs> but no, I like... I like um, obviously, I feel like Babs is an obvious character to say she's my favourite because she has got most of the one-liners. But, and it feels weird to say this, like the characterisation of Bunty, the the way they frame a face and a bit sarcastic, mm. I think Bunty is up there as my favourite. Like, she's got one of those, uh, when they're flying off and Fowler's like, increase velocity. Babs is like, what does that mean? And Bunty, <laughs> it means pedal your flipping giblets out like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny. And I just think she's... She's a bit of an icon, Bunty. Yeah. Um, um, I think what makes Chicken Run a particularly special film, not just for me, but in like the world of particularly British animation, is that it's Aardman's first feature length. So Aardman is largely known for Wallace and Gromit and things like that, but none of them were ever fe- feature length until I think maybe, was it The Curse of the Were-Rabbit? was the first... Is that right? They've done Wallace and Gromit feature lens, yeah. Yeah, but not not until after this one was out. Oh, I don't know. Is this their first one? Well, according to the Chicken Run Wikipedia page, um, this is the first Ardman feature length film. Oh well, then yes. So the other Wallace, like the Wallace and Gromits that got Ardman known, obviously weren't feature length, but they were fab. But I think the Curse of the Were Rabbit was the first Wallace and Gromit feature length film. Yes, it it was. Yeah. Yeah. Then they did Flushed Away. Yeah. Shaun of the Sheeps. Shaun of the Sheeps. (laughs) No, well, I mean, there's two of them. Like, not that that's what it was called. Oh, Shaun the Sheeps. The Shaun the Sheep movie. Not Shaun of the Sheep, as if it was Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) A Shaun Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Um, right, yes. They don't yes. do a lot of film because obviously I think they just take so bloody long for them to do it. Well, it does. Um, I was going to ask you, do you know this? And I'm not going to bother Googling it. We can just leave it an unanswered question. When they do um, stop frame animation is... Stop motion. It literally doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, is it 21 frames a second that they take pictures of? Because like... Films shot on camera, unless I've got the wrong number, I'm sure it's 21 frames a second. 24. 24. Is it 24 frames a second? I think so. And I swear they only do like one second a day. Yeah. Or something like that. There's so many photographs Um, to take. Yeah. So no wonder it takes so long, but it is just fantastic. I think one of my favourite, like, authenticity features of Aardman films is you can often see the fingerprints on the yes you can yeah which just gives yeah, me the, give like, me the warm and fuzzies be like oh should we should we i don't know cgi that out but it does give it a bit of a it doesn't matter it gives it like no, you can like really it. see the craft that's gone into it i don't know why you'd want to cgi out like the human features of it you know what i mean and it did so well. I mean, it's still to this day the highest grossing stop motion animated movie. Is it? Mm. Ah, excellent. Yeah. 
Now, Excellent. it does have some quite, as well as all the fun, um, it does have quite a lot of emotional stakes and kind of some themes that can be glanced upon, especially if you're watching it as a kid, obviously it'll fly, it'll fly like a chicken mm. past you, but kind of people in its historically have talked about its depiction of feminism, revolution, yeah, Marxism, yeah. fascism, yeah. it's yeah. all like, wow. Um, yeah, um, it I received wonder... attention for having a primarily female-led cast, but obviously it's going to when it's the all primarily female chickens. Chickens. Um, it it has been coined as a feminist film, um, mm. noting that the stereotypical woman's work of these female chickens, such as sewing and knitting, is crucial in constructing their mechanism for escape and vital towards the revolution itself. Love that. And so, also, even just the interactions between Ginger and Rocky, when Rocky first shows up, he keeps calling her Dollface. Mm. And she's like, that's not my name. And she won't let him just call her Dollface. And it passes the Bechdel test as well. Oh, 100%. Like, easily. Yeah. Which Bechdel pioneering. Yeah. Um, um, the Islamic Republic of Iran News Network argued it was a way to disguise Zionism and Western propaganda. Okay. Mm. Not sure if that's a bit of a reach, but... Is that not... That does feel like a reach. Is that not just because it's based on a World War II film? Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I do think, especially kind of feminism and revolution and kind of gender stereotypes through anthropomorphized chickens does it quite well. I think they're the best animated films. The ones that have something to say. Yeah. It's like well, Elemental more recently, yeah. like, you know, the immigration story, the plight of immigrants, all that, like, kind of, what's it where immigrants are kept separately, what's the word, in, in cities and things? I mean, Is segregation, it segregation, but it's not really that. No. It's, it's not quite that. But... I do like when they've got something to say and the craft in them is, is really beautiful as well. Yeah, no, I agree. That's my exact I think, kind of... I think films like this film. really kind of make the case for just how influential animation can be because it turns quite like difficult to talk about topics like feminism, revolution, war... Um, and all of those, basically anything, if you tell it through an animated format and you tell it well, it makes a really accessible way in for people to kind of get exposed to those kind of messages quite early on mm. in their lives, which only does good things for social attitudes on the whole. Yeah, definitely. Um, for sure. So um, should we talk about some of the features that are kind of directly pulled from Great Escape, because there are a couple that I didn't even You can, because until... I can't really recall the yeah. Great Escape all that well. So, just for those of you who maybe haven't seen or don't know much about the Great Escape, it is based on a prisoner of war camp in World War II, um, where the authoritarian people running it are fascist mm. and the prisoners are like allied troops um so i think they're american actually for the most part are they don't know anyway so the 
the way that this is told is as if Mr. and Mrs. Tweedy are the fascist authoritarian regime looking after the prisoner of war camp Mm -hmm. and everyone else are the allied troops trying to escape and a couple of the things that are pulled directly from it unless i am misremembering at one point um the chickens use underground tunnels to transport resources around the camp and try and get out and that is something that was used in the great escape um and they've got kind of search lights that go outside the perimeter of the compound um, and as they're trying to get out of the hole and things, that's in there. And then another one, which is hilarious in Chicken Run, Fowler is walking, walks into one of the huts with trousers made of hessian, full of nuts and bolts and screws and things. Um, and he pulls a drawstring and they all drop out onto the floor. Um, and he's like enjoying the feeling because his eyes... And he's got a really bit. funny face, like... <laughs> Um, which is not great podcasting because nobody could see my face then. Um, (laughs) But the scene in Great Escape was they gradually chipped away at the ground, digging this tunnel out through beyond the compound. And every day they would take soil and gravel and dirt and things in their trousers and kind of let it out of their trousers gradually so nobody saw like a pile of dirt from their digging um so i like how they incorporated some of those kind of direct comparisons yeah because do you remember talking about kind of more of the legacy of this film as well do you remember the the playstation game no do you don't no that how would that would that game was kind of a loose parody on um the greatest game Mm. I don't remember it being. I remember it being quite difficult, but I think some of those it was like a puzzle solving like game. But uh, the yeah, they were, were difficult. quite difficult. I know. I always remember your chinks. You'd score bright, bright red from concentrating so much on them. <laughs> um, but I'd like to talk about some of the really inventive um, action sequences as well. Um, particularly, I like the one where Ginger and Rocky are in the pie machine thought that was done oh, quite well. That like, whole every time machine bit is thing like, is thought out. So, so cool. You know, if how Ardman, it, the stencils to cut it, yeah. the, the oven bit, the gravy bit. The, yeah. yeah, it was just... If Ardman were as big as Disney and had, like, theme parks, that absolutely would be the ride for me to get on. <laughs> yeah. I want to be made into a pie. <laughs> That's another one. Chickens go in, pies come out. Oh, what kind of pies? <laughs> Apple. Mmm, my favourite. <laughs> Chicken pies, you great lummox. <laughs> um, is it a flu that you used to a say? A flu! <laughs> <laughs> is that, it's only when Babs gets flung <laughs> across gets the room, doesn't across she? across the room, doesn't she? <laughs> but what yes. was that when she was dancing? Oh, oh, that was fun, the big disco scene. What disco? Yeah. It's my third year. <laughs> What's the song? Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to know find that out. I don't know it from me. anywhere but this film. Oh, you do. Um, and I'm not, I might do impressions on this podcast. Flip, but I draw flap, the line at Don't care if I die. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good, a good song for it this. Is. A good yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that action sequence. I always remember as a kid, 
And I don't know if this is me being a bit of a aviation nerd mm. as well, but I loved when the when they built that plane. I used oh, to think honestly, it was so cool. So cool. And I just think the action sequence and the emotional stakes of kind of yeah. Tweedy, yeah. Mrs. Tweedy climbing up the the um, the light string. Oh my god, that bit though always blows my mind. Like she's on the fairy lights trying to like climb up and axe Ginger. Mm. And Ginger's there with a the little safety scissors trying to cut through the wire. And then big scary scene, like you think for a second that Ginger might have just died. I um, mean I mean, that's what it's designed to do. Yes, like, but... I've seen it lots of times. I know she's not just died. Do you still go <gasps> Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, but then she's actually cut through the wire and Ginger is holding on oh, to the wire yeah. with a full-grown human woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... just... Like, and she's looking up with her eyes, just holding on to these two white... And then she I just always, lets go. I always presumed it was just like, you know, in an animated film where a second is a long time. Yeah. And Mrs. Tweedy almost hasn't realised it's been cut and yeah. they like make eye contact before she falls. I totally forgot that Ginger was actually fully holding, holding on to it. On like it was not slow grown. motion seconds. Maybe she's out like a minute. superhero chicken. Honestly, I mean she's clever enough. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did oh, like another that. fun cinematic reference in there as well. While we're on the subject of action sequences in the pie machine, when Rocky and Ginger end up in the oven and they've got to escape. Um, and they get out the door, but Ginger's hat comes off. What film does that reference? You know it. Indiana Jones. You were oh, too slow. I, I, I was get. <laughs> you didn't even give me a second. <laughs> um, it was Indiana Jones. Yes, it was. Yeah. You're right. And I always used to try and pause on that moment so I could see what Ginger looked like without a hat on, but I couldn't, couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, you said you and your brother used to do that. Yeah. That hat that she's got. Reminds me of your little green hat. Is that a thing? Mm. Maybe maybe subconsciously. Looks like Ginger from Chicken Run's hat. Yeah, maybe. Maybe subconsciously I did. So a reason, another reason why we wanted to do this episode as a time capsule one is also because of the sequel that's coming out next month. Yeah. Which, when you listen to this, we're releasing in mid-November. The sequel comes out in December 2023. I feel like I need to make these episodes proper evergreen because you can come in and listen to the time capsule ones whenever. Oh, definitely. So that's why I was quite specific with the dates. Well, we should always be specific with the dates. But what are you? Ex- what What do you expect from the sequel? Are you expecting big things? So I are you am... wanting it to be even better than the first one, if that's even possible? I am very, very aware that. I may oh be goodness, that noise. setting myself up for disappointment if I expect too much from this film. So what I'm trying to do <laughs> is remain entirely open-minded as far as the storyline goes. Really happy to hear that the ta- uh, that some of the voice actors are back um, with the same characters and things. And what I really, really hope is that the soundtrack is as iconic the second time round as it was the first. I mean, we've seen the trailer, and I did quite enjoy it, and I liked the premise of it. I think the jokes are definitely going to be there, but I think but there wasn't that really many jokes that. in the trailer. Other well, you don't want to give them all away. Well, that's what I mean. I hope they're withholding some of them. So. <laughs> it's go time. <laughs> 
it's all right. I went before we left. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. to keep on that, I mean, it'll be it'll be a nice. And it has had its premiere at London yeah. Film Festival, and I think it's hovering around eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not a, yeah. it's not a stinker. I tell you what, though, that um, trailer has um, challenged a long held belief of mine that Mrs. Tweedy died. Well, it did look like she did. So I mean, she, was she, were... ex- she was exploded <laughs> in boiling hot gravy and then a barn door fell on her and then she walks down the stairs in the trailer for Chicken Run 2, 23 years I later. think she might F- have some nasty twin or something. Or like a, yeah, or like a, a cousin. The, in this world, it could be anything. Yeah, or it really could. she could just have not died, because in animation, people seem to be able to survive all sorts of oh stuff. God, I know. Um, but, yeah, I think... Yeah, we shall, we shall see, but I've got high hopes for it. It's out on the mm. 15th of December on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I swear it's getting a cinema release the week before. Let me check. Oh, I hope so. Yes, it is. I don't. I think if it's going on Netflix, it'll be a limited cinema release. But um, yeah, well, it'll be re- yeah. it'll be the perfect watch for like Christmas period when everyone's like, as soon as you kind of hunker down for the Christmas break, like between Christmas and New Year, this will be exactly what we want to be watching. Yeah, Nursing and if everything hangovers. goes to plan, I have kind of preliminarily planned the rest of our episodes for the year which i won't give away but i feel like yeah. chicken run might be one of them one of the the penultimate episode of the year before our year oh, in review uh, yes. special so hold me to that listeners um i will hold you to it but yeah i think that's pretty much everything um, well we know you're wondering how many stars we gave it and where you can watch it. Well, you've already revealed where we can watch it. Um, but especially what the game. Have I are. revealed where we can watch it? Yeah, you just... Oh, no, you're talking about the second one. Uh, we'll come to it after the break, though. Especially what the gaydar is telling us. So what we'll... are you saying? You've totally... I've really thrown this. <laughs> Basically, see you after the break. We'll be back with gaydar star rating and where you can watch in a bit. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so star rating, where are we at, Ned? Um, I mean, it may shock listeners to learn 
that for me this is has always and will always be a five star film it is an animated classic i went with four which now i've spoke about it i could probably talk myself a bit higher mm. maybe four and a half mm. don't think it's perfect well is it maybe i don't know i can't see a single thing wrong with it yeah um, if you got so... me on a good day i'm a five yes <laughs> um but now, let's unsheath the gaydar. It's a wonderful piece of machinery devised by Ned's own hand, and we use it to rank all of the films and TV we discuss based on their LGBTQ plus appeal. Let's see where the gaydar ranks. Chicken Run. <laughs> I actually remembered to bring it through this time, didn't have mm. to go and get it off charge. So, Chicken Run is coming in mid-table. Right. We are below Elemental. Yeah. Above Friday the 13th, 1980. <laughs> I love this, how, how random <laughs> this, this uh, ranking system gets because it puts films like Chicken Run and Friday the 13th next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite camp. It is There's super a couple camp. of queer-coded... Ish characters. Don't tell me that in a camp full of women, there isn't the odd love story or cheeky dalliance behind the bike sheds. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's why. Do you get queer vibes from Babs or Bunty? Potentially Bunty. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we are talking Never really about... thought about it. Anthropomorphised chickens. Yes. But, yeah. That's pretty much it. I also do like this film is 84 minutes long, so with credits, you're only there for about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's perfect. So just stick it on and have a bit of fun. That's really funny. Oh, and at the end, I just think the final shot is so cute when they end up on that like island with the bit of grass and all of the things. Oh, the little babies. And all the little babies, which I don't know. There are only two men available to them. They've been, I don't know where all them babies came they've from. They've been busy chickens. Yeah. Um and Nick and Fetcher are sitting on deck chairs discussing what came first, the chicken or the egg. Oh yeah. And then it zooms out and it says, um bird sanctuary but the bird is crossed out and it says chicken spelt chicken not chicken <laughs> chicken <laughs> chicken like iron like iron oh i see okay and you can currently watch this um available to stream as of when this episode is released on both netflix and disney plus apparently mm. so yeah that was done Yep. And that's all for this time. If you have enjoyed this episode, what what is it called? An episode? Time Capsule. Time Capsule episode of Gaze on Film. Please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gaze on Film Pod. I should really call that X these days, but I refuse to. I wouldn't be bothered if we came off it. <laughs> Me neither. Um, and check to, check out our letterbox accounts, links of which are in the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so please do feel free to drop us a message. Especially about this one. What's your favourite line? Get at me if you love it. Do you love Chicken Run? Haters stay away. <laughs> I've been Declan. And I've been Ned. And this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. 
Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.